The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during this or any broadcasts belong solely to our guests or our hosts. These broadcasts do not represent or reflect the views of their employers, sponsors, or affiliated organizations. Welcome to the Flipboard EDU podcast with your host, William Jeffrey, where we collaborate, communicate, and educate with the greatest educators in the world on Flipboard. Let's start the show. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey. And this week, I'm highlighting several tools from my time at ISTE. In this second installment of this series, I am talking with teachers who are always looking for ways to engage their students and provide them with opportunities that will show mastery of material studied in class or on homework. We will hear from Tina Shade Blanchett and Corey Perkins about using the text help platform, its tool Equasio, to improve student achievement in math. We will also hear from Territorium's Dr. Keith Look about how in today's rapidly changing world, it's more important than ever for schools to adopt a competency-based approach to learning and that training that will help to support comprehensive learning records available immediately for a future workforce. Like we always do about this time, let's collaborate, communicate, and educate with the best educators in the world right here on Flipboard EDU Podcast. Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey. And I have two amazing guests here today, Tina Shea Blanchett and Corey Perkins. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Please tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself. So my name is Tina Shea Blanchett, and I am a former high school math teacher. I taught high school mathematics for about 10 years before I became a full-time trainer and consultant, and I currently serve as a professional development specialist for Equasio at Textel. Yes. My name is Corey Perkins, and I am a current A-grade math teacher. I've been teaching for about seven years now, and fun fact, I am Tina Shea's former student. <laughs> TextHelp is a company that basically creates a powerful suite of accessibility tools. So when we talk about accessibility, we're really talking about bridging the gap for students who may have exceptionalities, special needs, but also for any student who would want to have some additional help. So, for example, we have a lot of speech-to-text tools. We have tools that allow students to have things read aloud to them. Now, for me, I am a former math teacher, so I work with a tool called Equatio. And Equatio is a really powerful equation editor that can be used by students and teachers in math courses to make math accessible and digital. So, Corey, have you used text help for your classes? So, as a math teacher, I definitely use Equasio in my class. I will say when it was the height of the pandemic, the equation editor and math space in Equasio was a lifesaver. One thing as a math teacher, it's really hard to just go digital. At a time, we were writing everything down and we would take a picture of it and then have to email it. But once I started using Equasio, all that was out the window. I never looked back. <laughs> So I just would have to, my students would literally type their equations into Equatio and everything would just come out beautifully. If you look at math work, I don't know about you, but as a math teacher, 
I just love to see every step by step. I love for my students to show their work. And there are just different features. And like she says, it's an accessibility tool. So I have students who have terrible handwriting. <laughs> and so they're able to write out their math and then it converts it for me. They can speak their math and it comes out or if they don't remember how to say something then it'll read it to them so I definitely 100% use it in my classroom even to convert like my assignments so Tina say I have a question about the way you share information with the students is it a pdf format or is it to take a pdf I'm so glad you asked me that question coach so Basically, the way, and we're going to talk about Equasio because that's our area of expertise. So it's just one of the tools that TechSelp offers. And what's great about Equasio is that sometimes we call tools device agnostic, right? And so basically, the focus is not on having to be locked into one particular format. Instead, whatever format you use, you can pour it into Equasio and it'll work on top of it. So let's say that you were working in Google Classroom, for example. Then you would use the Equasio Chrome extension. And the Chrome extension works in the Chrome browser on all devices, okay? Now, let's say that you are for a PDF. You would use our PDF reader, OrbitNote, and OrbitNote has Equasio integrated into it, okay? So you would be able to use it there as well. Now, let's say that you're using Microsoft Office. So you could use the Chrome extension if you're using Office 365 because that's still web-based. But if you're still using the version of Office that's installed on your computer, then you'll be using Equasio for desktop. And that works on both PCs and Macs. And then the last version of Equasio I'll bring up is Equasio for LMS. So if you have learning management systems, including Canvas, Brightspace D2L, Blackboard, Moodle, Schoology, there are lots of different LMSs where you can actually have the Equasio toolbar available right there within your LMS. Basically, the way it works with Google Classroom is you would use the Chrome extension and you can basically, that version of Equasio integrates with anything that you're using on the web that allows you to upload an image or paste in an image. So Google Classroom just recently got the functionality that when you upload an image, it'll give you a preview of it so that you don't have to click through. So if you were to upload like a graph or an equation with Equasio, then the students wouldn't even have to click through the assignment to see what it is that they're working on. That's amazing. I'm looking for new things to share with my teams. Why should I choose this product over some of the other products that are here? Okay, good question. First of all, it's not necessarily a choice, right? So we already talked about the fact that it integrates with so many other tools that it doesn't necessarily have to be an either or proposition. But if you wanted to choose, it is free for teachers. So if you wanted your teachers to start using Equatio or any other TechSelp tools today, they could do it and they would have access to a premium account, okay? So you can just Google text help, free for teachers, okay? I'm going to say that again, text help, free for teachers, okay? So you could go to that page and you can sign up and you can gain premium access to Equasio, Read and Write, all of our tools. So when schools like yours make a purchase, let's say you want to buy just for your school, what happens is you can buy a group license and it would just be for your students. So you're not having to pay for those teacher accounts because they could use free for teachers. Now, let's say that you decided that maybe your school is too big or you want to purchase it for the entire district. That's when it would make more sense to get a district or site license so that now everyone has it. And everyone, as soon as they log in with their school email address, they'll have access to those tools. That's amazing. And Corey, I got a question for you. Using it in your classroom, I know you said that using during the pandemic, but post-pandemic. So 
I would take my lessons or any assignments that I have, and then I would put them into Equatio. You can create them in Equatio to make them more manipulative, or you can put it in Equatio and kind of design on top of that as well. So it's definitely a way for my students to do it hands-on. So an example, I had an assignment, and instead of just having my students write on paper, I gave them a bunch of different quadratic equations, and I said, you have to show your work, but I want you to figure out a way how you can factor this but you have to show your work on this. And I had multiple different ways that I can do it. And then you have to share it with somebody else. And then they have to see if they can do it your way as well. What they can do is share it between each other. And then you can go and you can make a copy of it and they can go and try and figure out how to work another problem on there as well using their method. I've also had it used where we were doing the Pythagorean theorem. And so I created like a whole picture where I had like a slope and my little skateboarder going down and um, and so they just had to do all their Pythagorean theorem work or I'll give them numbers and say, hey, can you create me a problem using a Pythagorean theorem? And then we share that out with the class. I definitely still use it on a daily basis in my class. It makes it's so much better than opening up a workbook or giving them a worksheet. They love to sit in front of the computer anyway. Does it work with students that have accommodations or modifications? Let me talk about that. So something that is really great about Equatio in math space is the fact that the accessibility is baked in, okay? So for example, if you're using the Chrome extension and you're doing like a complex mathematical expression, right? If you tried to run like a traditional screen reader on that, it would be like, what is this? It's not going to read it. And so when you create an equation using Equatio, it automatically generates the alt text for it. So that means that now your screen reader is going to be able to pull in that alt text as opposed to trying to figure out square root symbol or exponents and fractions and all that stuff. Now, within math space, when you create an equation or even when you drop in any of our many shapes, it automatically gives you alt text in the form of a play button. So you hit a play button and it will automatically read everything on the screen for you. So that's what I mean when I say the accessibility is really built in. Okay, so where can I listen in audience? Find you at Tina Shade. Thought you never asked. <laughs> so you can find me on Twitter, Miss Blanchette Net. That's M-S-B-L-A-N-C-H-E-T-N-E-T. If you want to learn more about Equatio, then you should visit the TextHelp website. That's TextHelp.com. And there it is. There's TextHelp, T-E-X-T-H-E-L-P.com. And Mrs. Perkins, where on social media can we find you? I'm not the social media person, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. My name is Corey Perkins, K-O-R-I, K-O-R-I. Perkins. And I'm also on LinkedIn, same name. Thank you. And we appreciate your time. Thank you for having us. Subscribe to our Flipboard EDU podcast magazine. Welcome back to the board fam. It's your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey. And I have another amazing guest here today. I have Mr. Keith Look, the Vice President in Equity and Innovation of Territorium. Welcome to the show. Hey, I appreciate it. Let, let me have a few minutes with you. <laughs> Talk to us about Territorium and how it benefits students in the classroom. Territorium as a company has been around for about a decade. All of our services and purpose aligned to skills and ability development and certification for students, or really when you say for learners, because it applies K-12 higher education 
or even folks in the workforce that might be looking to advance or reskill and so forth. We have a suite of products. And the one that I think that's probably most pertinent to our conversation is our comprehensive learner record, which is in fact, that system that I'm describing, a way in which institutions can identify clearly the competencies, skills, and abilities they wish for students to acquire. And then for students to be able to have a record of those, not only including the certifications or credentials or badges that they earn, but also the evidence that goes along with them. Students actually own their own data forever, which is rare in these instances. Too many times we send kids to any series of institution, and once they shake the hand of the chancellor, principal, superintendent, so forth, they leave with an half by 11 sheet of paper that says they took a course and earned a B plus in world geography. This is a way in which to actually look at the skills and abilities that might have been developed in that world geography class and to see how they apply to one's post-secondary pathway, whether that's employment, service, or further education. Keith, why do you think that's important today for students to have a record of badges and certificates that they've earned? I think for decades, we have known that kids are much more than test scores, right? The snapshot, whether it's a state exam or whether it's a comprehensive exam or whether it's some sort of SAT, ACT sort of environment. And we've also known that transcripts, while helpful in showing, again, coursework, doesn't really demonstrate clearly what a student knows and is able to do. And too often, if a student stopped out or dropped out along the way, any evidence or progress they would have made simply goes away because they don't have that final grade or that final test. And yet, There are many kids, for example, who have dropped out, who spent 10 years developing skills and abilities inside our K-12 system, and they're left with a pretty blank resume. So now that we finally, now that the technology has finally caught up to, I think, what we as educators have always known, that students are much more than any single number, letter, or assessment, we're better able to show what they actually know and are able to do and how they're able to do it, especially when it comes to post-secondary skills, right? We did not really talked about much how we assess, measure, or portray things like collaboration, data analysis, character, citizenship, those sorts of things. And those are becoming much more important in the way in which both education institutions as well as employers are looking at potential candidates. And we want to make sure that our kids are ready and able to show everything that they can do. Yes. I'm looking at your website and I saw that you have four products here, the Territorium, CLR, there's Heighten, there's EdTest AI and LXP. We have a variety of listeners. Could you just talk briefly about each one of those, please? Sure. The LXP is a learning management system. I should mention we have nine and a half million users world, most of which are in the Central and South American environments. And so that LXP is pretty prevalent amongst K-12 and higher education systems there. We have EdTest AI, which is a remote proctoring system that, especially during the pandemic, became of critical import as we try to figure out different ways for students to demonstrate their skills and competencies from a remote location. And EdTest was critical to that and still providing verifiable, secure testing environments. Height is a product by which we can measure specific competencies. Think about it towards just, what's the way of describing it? A unifying institutions measure of, let's say, mathematics across courses, quantitative literacy, other literacies, communication skills. And then, of course, there's a comprehensive learner record, which I mentioned is the more robust system that ties into a district or institution's learning management system or talent management system for their own employee or learner development. And then the learner receives a digital skills wallet, which is all of their evidence and all of their credits, badges, credentials, and so forth that are all loaded into blockchain as theirs forever. They're not tied to a student email address that expires. They're not tied to a cell phone that runs out of minutes. By putting in cloud and using blockchain is available to the students or the learner 
when, where, and how they're ready. Blockchain seems to be coming into education. Why is that important for our students now? Think about it when you and I had to get a copy of our transcript from high school or college. To make it official, it was put into a sealed envelope and somebody signed across the seal and that made it somehow precious. Blockchain is finally allowing us to provide absolute verifiable authenticity in a secure, safe, and efficient format for usage in lots of applications. And by doing so, makes it a lot more learner-friendly. We're not having to go through 15 steps with the registrar to get that envelope sealed, mailed to the right address. We can all do it digitally now and it have absolute authenticity, if not greater authenticity than that signature across the seal. I see that you're the vice president of equity and innovation. How equitable is your company and what does it mean to marginalized communities? I come from the world of K-12 education. I'm a former principal and superintendent, districts large and small, urban and rural. Um, and most of my students in the conditions which I worked did not have the traditional transcript to pursue post-secondary opportunities as easily as some, whether it was a test score, whether it was a GPA, whether it was access to specific courses. They often would graduate with a more difficult pathway to show what they knew and were able to do. And myself and my team of educators worked like mad to take those kids one by one to introduce them to the right people to say, take my word for it. Let me show you what this student is capable of doing. Now, that was great. I'm proud of my teams that we did really good work, but it's very hard to get that to scale. We needed a goal by which students were better able to display the full comprehensive suite of their talents and abilities, interests, and dispositions. The comprehensive learner record with the digital skills wallet provides that. And because it's not tied to a student email address that expires, which is often the detriment of a bunch of FAFSA applications, right? Because you fill it out as a K-12 kid and you graduate, the district shuts off your email address and FAFSA notifies you while you're on your way to campus that there's a problem with your financial aid package. And that email gets lost. We don't have to rely on that anymore. We're not tied to a student email or excuse me, a, a cell phone number. That way too often are temporary. We buy it by the minute. And by doing it that way means that sometimes you have access and sometimes you don't. But by using a comprehensive learner record with a skills digital wallet that is in the cloud on the blockchain, you get secure access that is ubiquitous at any point, anytime, and on any device. And that is going to help more of our students be able to show what they know and are able to do, whether that's to their next step in education or whether that's to their next employer. You also talked about the business component to it, to where employees can show their growth. Talk about that a little bit and how that may affect education. The best example for this is nothing new from the concept. The military has been doing this for years. They can tell anyone in the military exactly what you need to move up across or into the next role, plane, or tier of status within a military position. Other organizations do the same thing. They know very clearly the skills they need for this role, this job, or this duty, and are often providing their own training systems accordingly. The digital skills wallet, as made by Territory, we are INS Global Certified, which means that we meet all the open standards of operation. We play nice with everybody, plug and play into any system that's an LMS or a talent management system. The student can take their portfolio, if you will, plug it into their employer system. The employer can look at what skills that student or learner or candidate brings into their institution and what they need then for the next steps to move forward. And then by that institution, working them through their own growth system, it not only is documented within the employer system, but still expanding that student's digital portfolio or the skills digital wallet simultaneously. 
again, including the badge, the credential, and the evidence of what they did to submit that. By submitting evidence, just to go back to your earlier question, along with the actual certificate or badge or credential, look, sometimes even with those things, there are perceptions of an institution, negative perceptions of a region, or maybe even negative perceptions of specific learner demographics. But if that learner is able to say, yes, I have this credential and physically let me show you what it looks like when I ran that CNC machine, when I was drawing blood from a patient in my phlebotomy class, when I was manipulating the quadratic formula to figure out any series of mathematical comprehensive questions, or to show you examples of my programming, by seeing the actual evidence, whoever is judging at that moment, whether it's an admissions officer or a talent management employment officer, we get past a lot of the issues that have been traditionally associated with the marginalization through unfair means. Excellent. I really think it sounds like that this is an equalizer for a lot of different fields and a lot of different places. Ultimately, if we can live in a perfect world and your, and your company was able to just get it out to everybody, what's the goal, do you think, for your company? We are part of the movement. And the movement is, in fact, towards this digital portfolio system for all people in the workforce, knowing that begins in education. The same way in which we see, for example, Apple Wallet or Google Pay, you see that stamp that says accepted here when you go up to the register. That's the kind of stamp that we're going to begin to see amongst institutions of learning, whether it's higher education or K-12 or apprenticeship programs or internship programs, as well as for employers, because they need, we all need, a more efficient way by which we can look at a candidate's full portfolio. And that is what we intend, that is obviously the world in which we operate and which we hope to lead moving forward. That makes a bunch of sense. Okay, you were an educator, a superintendent, as well as has any of your old school districts gotten on board with your products? They have gotten on board with the phases of this. We, When we look at K-12, we see lots of conversations around profiles of a graduate. We're starting to see that in higher education as well. And my schools and districts have been leaders nationally in that development. I actually left that environment in order to help develop this product because I knew I needed a better technological solution. Now we're in the process of having those conversations to bring it out. Places like Morgan State University, District of Columbia, other HBCUs in particular have been helping to lead the charge with us. Yes, excellent. That's great news. That's great news. We love being part of this conversation and hope to see others engage with us both across the continuum, whether it's dual credit programs, whether it's employment programs, they're starting to identify talent earlier, or even the ways in which higher education is revamping the way in which it recruits and retains students. We feel like this is a critical piece and are anxious to engage. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you for coming on the show. Flipboard fam, thanks for sticking with me on this episode. I want to thank Dr. Keith Look of Territorium, Tina Shea Blanchett, and Corey Perkins of Text Help for sharing some very useful information on this episode. I want to give a special shout out to Crystal Vanderboom and Aileen Laylor for their edits on the Flipboard Educators blog found on Flipboard.com. Speaking of shout outs, I want to give a shout out to the following podcast. All Things Marketing and Education with Alana Leone, My EdTech Life with Fonz Mendoza, Education Unleashed with Kendra Thomas, and The Leader of Learning with Dr. Dan Kreintz. Don't forget to subscribe to our Flipboard EDU Podcast Magazine and the Flipboard Podcast, The Art of Curation with Mia Cryadrilo. 
Our podcast is available globally and everywhere you listen to podcasts. So please share our podcast with an educator or a colleague. So until next time, family, every story has a plus.